0: Hello, ladies and gents. This is Casey Campbell, and you're listening to It's Tempting. You better buckle up. Hello, everyone. It's me, Casey Campbell, and we're back with another episode of It's Tempting. Today's a solo episode because it's time to talk some shit. You guys, I watched episode three, episode four last night. My mind was fucking blown. I was up till 2 a.m. I was in my bed. I literally had to turn the lights on in my entire place get out of bed and make an Instagram story because I needed to share my thoughts immediately because my mouth was open. I was speechless. I had no fucking words and I didn't even finish episode three yet. Yeah, I'm sorry. It was was two and three that I watched. Wow. Uh, See, you guys, I can't even keep track. That's how freaking flabbergasted I was. So yeah, I watched all of episode two. I watched episode three. But when I freaked out last night and was like, holy shit, I need to discuss. I hadn't even watched episode three yet. So that's where we're at, you guys. Today, I don't want this episode to be two hours long because I did get a little behind. I had Nicole on last week. it threw off the schedule a little bit, but it was an episode that I felt strongly about and really wanted to get out. So yeah, the schedule's a little off, but we're getting back on track. So the plan is I'm going to recap all of episode two today and basically all of episode three. I'm going to save the final little bit of episode three where we end on Vanessa We're saving that for next week because number one, I am pretty sure I'm going to have a guest next week. And if he doesn't fucking chicken out like he always does, (laughs) you know who you are if you're listening to this. But I don't think he's going to. I think he's going to show off. I think it's going to be fucking fire. I think you guys are going to laugh. I think you guys are going to giggle. And I think it's going to be a fabulous fucking time. But that's going to be a fire episode. So I want to save this part. For next week okay mainly because it's good fucking content to discuss with this person that's going to be here number two number two I feel like I'm going in a little too hard on Vanessa be- with recapping two episodes it's like we I need to give the poor girl a break okay so I want to start this it's tempting episode today with a prayer and an apology okay like God be with me I really hope Nobody hates my guts after today. You guys, it's not my fault that this fucking season is batshit, okay? I'm just recapping the footage that I am fucking provided. And the footage that I'm seeing is something fucking else. So, dear God, help me get through this. And, yeah, I'm sorry to everyone that I offend today. And that's that, you guys. Also... I've partnered up with Love Shop Toys on Instagram. You guys, they're at Love Shop Toys. You guys know I love sex. You know I love being naughty. You know that this is a mainly female-based podcast, women empowerment. Love Shop Toys, you guys, they are freaking amazing. I partnered up with them. My code is Tempting for 10% off. I tried out a few of their products. I tried on some of their lingerie. And when I tell you I've never felt sexier and never had my mind blown quite like I did this last week, I ain't fucking around. (laughs) Okay? So if you too want to feel sexy as fuck for yourself, for your man, for your girl, whatever you're into, wherever you're at in life check out some lingerie, some little schoolgirl skirts. That's my favorite, personal. I have a pink and a red. Go check them out. Tempting for 10% off. Also, the rose, that little bad boy, small but mighty. Highly recommend. So again, love shop toys, 10% off by using code Tempting. All righty, let's dive into this bitch. Okay, you guys. So season five, episode two, we start at the guy's villa. It picks right up where Maricela and Chris are sitting on the couch after he just like outed her to freaking everyone. She says she wasn't expecting all of that. And he says neither was he after he like openly blurted out like also this man has crazy eyes you guys and he gets better through the rest of this episode and next episode I don't see the crazy eyes as much but I did notice that this man has crazy eyes Maricela she's in the confessional saying this journey for her is about finding her voice because she didn't get to do that for herself today and then I quoted and I'm just trying to be okay I feel for this girl man she's like already kind of going through it like freaking night one She tells Chris that she didn't like that comment at all and he does apologize, which I liked, and says that at the end of the day, she knows he has her and loves her and she does say that she knows. So, I mean, even though it was a little awkward, I really didn't like the fucking behavior at all, her outing, him outing her like that. He did apologize and it did end well. So, I'm here for that. Mark shows up, never good. Of course, it's time to say goodnight to the singles and off the singles, skip away to their bunk beds. Okay, (laughs) literally, you guys, they're off to their bunk beds right now. So the couples gather around Mark to chat. Hall says, for the first time in a while, Caitlyn looked at me like she wanted me. I'm not gonna lie, you guys, I already can't stand this man. I feel like the fact that I watched this episode after I saw some activity on Instagram and some teasers may be affecting me a little bit. But yeah, at this point, I already can't stand him. He says he likes it a lot and she laughs and says she did not love it, which I'm just like, honestly, like you are engaged. Like you really I get that you're on the show and like you all signed up for it. But like, I feel like you have a little bit of a different kind of set of rules when you're engaged. You know, am I wrong? I don't think so. Mark asks Paris, what's her take on things? She flat out tells him that she couldn't stop smiling at Tajik. And Great is definitely feeling some type of way when she says this. She says, and this is a direct quote, it was very weird because when I talk to Great, I do not feel that way. I'm screaming. The fact this chick, she is so blunt. Like she just says what's on her mind without even thinking about the repercussions. It's kind of amazing. She says, I couldn't stop laughing. My legs were shaking. I feel dumb. All the guys look shook. Okay. The, the boyfriends. Great is just shaking his head. Like, I'm just saying, the audacity, Paris. <laughs> like, I respect it, though. Like, you really, you really went there. You went there quick. Vanessa says, I'm just a baby cougar. Why am I attracted to these 20 something year old men? Everyone is laughing. She says that someone already caught her eye. Mark points. Out That six of them did split up during this little meet and greet and did work the room. But Chris and Maricela stuck together. He wants to know why that was, which obviously Mark wasn't the only one that noticed that the single guys noticed that the single girls like Maricela and Chris were very much together. Maricela says that's just our go-to. Chris admits that he feels a little bad because he was oversharing, and then he continues to overshare again with just just to keep it very raw. Maricela loves women. I fucking hate this guy, you guys. I'm not a fan of the men this season. I they all suck. Like if I was a single on this show, I would be really in a dark place because I'm not down for any of them. I'm not down for any of them. Their personality can't even save them at this point. Because they don't have person. God, I'm being... Okay, no. Casey, stop. Tone it down. We're being nice. We're being nice. (laughs) Okay. Mark asks how she's feeling about that. And she admits that it's scary because nobody knows in her family about the fact that she loves women. And like Chris just fucking outed her not once, but now twice. And Mark points out that because it's scary, she should be the one to pick the time to say that. Facts. Snaps, Mark and then he says i guess you're okay with it being shared this way and she says she's <laughs> not but then says chris did ask permission and then she says it was hard for me to say no in that moment though and he does apologize again and i did i did get genuine vibes that he was sorry you could tell that he was like he he knew he fucked up and i i really did get that vibe okay mark announces that they are saying goodbye for the rest of the experience and they are off to their separate villas this may the infamous line you guys dun 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 (laughs) this may be the last time you're together as a couple ever we've all heard that line it's fucking crazy vanessa has rob literally on her shoulder she's rocking him to sleep on brand The song is sad, intense, cringe as fuck, production, working their magic, setting the mood. Maricela is crying and says she doesn't have all the right words right now to say how I'm feeling. And Chris responds with, and this is a direct quote, I know these past two years, I've been very critical of you. I've been hard on you. And I just wanna say, I trust you and I love you. Like, it's not a good thing to be critical and hard on your partner? Like, why are we talking about it and kind of bragging about it on national television? I'm not sure. I also don't believe a damn word this man is saying. It feels and looks like he's acting his ass off to me. It's like the slow one tear roll down on the left cheek. She's like patting his shoulder and hugs him and says, "Mm hmm." It just the whole thing is really weird and off. And I didn't like it. It just it seemed like crocodile tears to me. Honestly, that's really my first initial reaction. Vanessa and Rob. I'm an, I'm calling him Rob instead of Roberto because as I watched more of the episode and the and episode three, that's I realized I'm starting to pick up the nicknames for everyone. Okay. So Vanessa and Rob, they're snuggled up. She tells him she's always been nervous and questioned whether his words line up with his actions. He says I'm gonna be there for you. I'm gonna hold it down for you and I hope you do the same for me. I love you so much, babe, and I promise I won't do nothing to disrespect you. And I genuinely believe him. Like it really like he just seems like a really good guy and I believe I believe him f- truly and fully. She says that she trusts him. He gets all googly-eyed, okay, when when she says that. And it, I even thought it was kind of an over-to-the-top reaction, but we see pretty quickly why he was so shocked. Because that's literally the first time he has ever heard her say that she trusts him. And as far as I know, I don't believe that there's a history of cheating or anything, so that's kind of fucked up that this is, like, the first time he's hearing that. She's all smiley and giggly, and he says... Why do we got to come all the way over here halfway across the world for you to tell me that? And she says he's everything to her. And then another direct quote. She's very um, she gets really intense with her words and like her love. My focus, my entire world, my existence around you. He's kicks kissing her neck and shit. They say I love you. And he adds in <laughs> no matter how annoying you are. So out of all four couples, they were definitely the most like touchy, feely, sexual, like into each other as they were saying goodbye. Next couple is Great and Paris. And Great asks Paris how she's feeling. And she very strongly says, if you do any crazy stuff, I'm not taking you back again. And all I could think when I was watching this was like, in the Morgan Freeman voice, like a narrator in the background, Paris did in fact take him back again. Cause like, that's the history. I just, and plus, like, I don't know if you guys follow these people on Instagram and I will say you guys, this is the first season where I've been removed from the cast, like fully, like there's people that like DM me about like the pod and like say they listened to it. They loved it. But like, I have not hung out with anyone from, wait, let me like make sure before I say this. I have not hung out with anyone from season 5. Some people have slid in my DMs, but that's really it. We haven't really talked about the season at all. I'm like cordial with a few people, but I th- I this is the most removed I've ever been from a season. So I legit, no bullshit, do not know the outcome. Okay? I really don't. I I don't know who's together right now. I actually there's one couple where I think they might not be together just because remember I told you guys he's slid he's been in my DMs for months. But besides that, I really don't know what what happens. However, if you guys follow these couples on Instagram, which I'm sure you do. Great and Paris seem like they're like together all the time on Instagram. I don't know if they're just like playing a game with us. They're trying to trick us or what. But they have like a premiere party together. So it seems like she definitely fucking took him back or like they ended up together again. I don't know for sure. This is not a spoiler. I'm not no bullshit. I don't know. But that's why I said that like. Morgan Freeman voice Paris did in fact take him back again because it fucking looks like she did and then she says in her very strong voice direct quote every movement you do I don't want to judge you but you better think twice and they are not touching the body language says it all I'm huge on body language you guys I like love to read body language because it says everything you need to know about a connection between two people and then he tells her that it goes both ways that they are there for a reason, and she says, but I've never made any mistakes. Facts, Paris. Say it louder. He says, you say never, but we're going to find out, right? Ew. I Again, I'm so not a fan of these guys. I don't want to go, like, too fucking in, but these men are honestly, I literally have in my notes, these men are horrific, lol. He admits that he has a lot of stuff to work on, but it really bugs him that she had a conversation with a guy and, quote, her leg was trembling. And then he says if he realizes he has that control, like, Paris, you are gone. And honestly, I'm not a fan of him, but facts like that was like crazy to say like that, like being so open about that, that a man is like getting to her like that. She says that she gets him and understands what he's saying, that that is a little wild. And one thing I did notice about them at this point, there's literally no touching or kissing or anything. Like nothing. Okay. Wild. Okay. Hall, my first note, full of shit and acting. He wants to know for a fact that there is no doubt in her mind that he's the one for her. Morgan Freeman again. Hall was not the one for K- Caitlin. It's like narrator. Fucking dead. Then he says, I'm ready. And then Caitlin says, no, not Caitlyn. God, I'm fucking up. He says, I'm ready to be married. And then again in my notes, narrator in the background, Hall was not ready to be married. There's no fucking way. She's emotional and she's kind of nodding her head. And then she says, I just don't want to leave you. I don't know what to do if I lose you again. He says, if this is the last time I see you, dot, dot, dot. He, like, kind of doesn't finish the sentence. She says she can't even go there and looks away. They give each other a quick peck. There's really, like, no tears or emotion from Hall. She says, I love you. He just says, love you, too. And it sounds like a shrug, love you. It's like, I love you, too. Like, no, I love you. Okay? Just love you, too. That's, I don't like that. And then, um... She says, I want to marry you. And he shrugs and says nothing. And this is when I'm just like, I'm such a hopeless romantic. But I'm thinking about like, you know, like the notebook scene. It's like, I wrote you 365 letters. I wrote you every day for a year. It wasn't over. It's still not over. And then they like jump on each other and like make out in the rain. It's fucking crazy. Yeah, you guys compare that scene to this. (laughs) Moment of fucking silence. Okay. Like. They're just it's not there. The chemistry ain't there. And I know there's a, a lot more to like a healthy, solid, long term relationship than chemistry. But like this, this this doesn't have any of it, you know, none of it. The most passionate people are Vanessa and Rob. Everyone else is like side hugging, okay? They're <laughs> like side hugging goodbye. I'm fucking dead. Great says that they got this, okay? It's like, okay, great. Hall says in the confessional like hell yeah i'm worried i'm gonna lose her and then they actually do have a longer hug than what i was just talking shit about still no passion though and then he says not me doing something stupid i'm worried she's gonna find a better man and a better match let's discuss really quick you guys when guys talk like this or they give the whole like you you deserve better bullshit excuse believe them ladies or men if you've ever been like with a chick that's like you deserve better but fucking believe them you guys good guys and good girls that are like the one that you should like be with they're never gonna fucking say that okay because like they want to be with you they want to make it work they want to be an amazing man or an amazing woman for you you know like they want to work on themselves and grow with you like they're never gonna be like oh like you deserve better you deserve better is literally like a cop-out fucking excuse to make like sugarcoat the fact that they're a cheating lying scumbag (laughs) okay they're basically just like i am not a good person and i know i'm not a good person but like i want to try to make myself look good so i'm gonna put this like stupid little shitty line you deserve better to make it seem like i'm a good guy okay that's what that that shit's about so rant over but if you ever hear that from someone remember this episode remember this little rant I just went on because it's facts you guys it's like the cherry on top of a shit storm that's that's what that is okay Hall says hell yeah oh yeah I already went over that okay Vanessa and Rob they're still saying they are everything to each other and they love each other he's grabbing her neck not gonna lie kind of love that I love that shit I've I've only been with like one guy that like kissed me goodbye and like grabbed my neck and honestly it surprised me but i think he watched my like instagram stories (laughs) and because i'm always posting like aesthetic things and like couple posts and movie posts i posted something that day about like a guy in a show grabbing this girl's neck and then he grabbed my neck when he kissed me goodbye and i'm like bitch you've been you've been studying you've been taking notes okay because this came out of left field it was like not the first time he's kissed me and I was like, OK, <laughs> this guy, you you watched my Instagram story a few hours ago and you took some notes because I noticed that. OK, and it was nice. I'm not going to lie. It was like, ooh, hot. OK. Well, okay, this is Maricela, a direct quote. Well, I took the first step and I got away from Chris- Christopher. I will finally, finally be alone. This poor girl, she's so codependent. Also, I have a note for production. Why the hell are we just letting her crying on camera and, like, leaving her a snotty mess? Like, that's so messed up. Like, I understand the tears, but, like, let's give this girl a tissue. Like, I just don't understand why they're doing this girl so wrong. And then she says that she's not scared of being alone. She's ready. She's mostly scared of disappointing everyone that she loves back home. The guys, the boyfriends, they group hug it out. And then the guys are sitting down talking about how it's heavy stuff. And in come the single girls, hand in hand. And I will say, I noticed all the troublemakers, they were in that door first, okay? Production did that on purpose, and I'm calling it now. Those girls are going to be in the final four. At least three of them are. And again, you guys, no bullshit. I know nothing of the outcome. I really, truly do not. Hall is immediately stoked and smiling over the single girls. Being there, he says, y'all just too beautiful. I can't handle this. Wow, that was a good accent. Y'all, y'all just too beautiful. I can't handle this. Okay, I need to work on a little bit. It's getting better. Okay, Michaela, she's in the confessional. She wants to get to know Hall because he reminds her of her family and it feels very homely. I've me personally like I definitely I love when a man like I find out that he's really close with his family and whatnot because I am very close with my family and my dad's my best friends like our family is like tight as hell so I do like that but it's I would never like I don't know I would never describe like I want to be with him because he's homely I don't know it was a little weird to me but I get the being attracted. Oh no, because I'm not attracted to a guy. I've definitely dated guys that aren't close with their family and it doesn't like change how I feel about them at all. It's just if they are, I like that because I too am close with my family. So that's why I think it was a little weird because I wouldn't be like attracted to a guy because he reminds me of my family. <laughs> does, does that make sense? I just talked in a crazy ass circle right then. I was like ADHD at its finest. Okay. Okay. Hall wants to know what brought her to T.I., and she says she's out there to meet her soulmate, and then we do find out a little bit about her history. She was in a six-year relationship before she was single for three years. She lost herself, and she just wanted to do whatever that person loved hall said uh, says that he already gets that from her you're a pleaser a very kind soul that was like a weird little backhanded compliment to me because being a people pleaser actually has like negative connotation like you don't want to be a people pleaser so it was like he first did the little like oh like i got that you're a people pleaser but you're a very kind soul you know it was just like a like a little like not so much a compliment but then a compliment He thinks that she is the easiest one to talk to. She loves her family more than anything. And she's like super giggly. And he's hiding underneath the blanket from her because it's like he just can't handle the cuteness. Chris is telling Alexis, who I found out goes by Lex, that they are working, that him and Marisol are working on coexisting. They've reached the point where it's either they are going to stay together or go and it's a crossroads for them but they have decided to stay together his game plan is just to be the big bro in the house this is a quote to be the therapist the homie to not have sex just to build solid friendships with all of the ladies do we believe him i think he i think he's like saying it right now and he believes that like i think he wants that but do i think that's how things are gonna play out no no it's not Hall is completely losing his shit over a woman in a bikini. And I'm going to be honest, this man would not survive in LA or Miami, okay? The dude would spontaneously combust. Chicks are just walking around in thongs like it's a fucking, like, no big deal, okay? It's like, I don't know what this man would do if he was in these type of environments. Like, it's honestly a little... It's like off-putting, because it's like, have you never seen a chick in a bikini before? (laughs) Like, I have questions. They all cheers to the first night in the pool, and then finally we get to see the girls' villa, and I don't love it, okay? It's kind of shit compared to the guys' villa. The guys' villa is like very tropical vibe. It has like, I don't know, it just really gave me that like Temptation Island moment, and this house just kind of comes off basic, which like is so on brand of TI production. Well, actually, no, it's not really on brand because I feel like in season one, both houses were completely different vibes. Like the mountain villa and the beach villa were so completely different. But the mountain villa was pretty fucking amazing. And that was the girl's house. So maybe it's not on brand of TI. I think it's just kind of whoever they think is going to have more drama gets the better house. Okay, so they um we're at the girls' villa. They all cheers, and Vanessa explains how you can't prepare for something like this. She says it's way more emotionally draining and overwhelming than I ever ima- imagined. And I'm like, did she not do her research? Like, I feel like it's a pretty common th- knowledge. Like, if you've watched the seasons at all, if you like Googled, if you watched any YouTube, like, it's we all say that that <laughs> it's like the most traumatic, emotionally draining. Fucking insane experience we've ever had in our lives. Like it's pretty common knowledge. So I'm just thinking she didn't do her research before she signed up for this show. Caitlin says she's been waiting for it to just be them for now, and it's so it's like so quiet and peaceful in the house, and I'm sure the single boys are about to walk in any second. She says she's scared and has no control. And can't talk this is her in the confessional she says that she's scared and has no control over the situation she can't talk to him when she has like a concern and she does want to get the most out of the experience but it's also terrifying not to be able to talk to Hall. Vanessa points out how they are different when their men are around and to see how they will be in their own light will be cool to see. I have thoughts about this because I really truly believe it's like obviously when you first meet someone and you're like first dating and like whatnot, it's normal to be shy and like not completely yourself, you know, like that's how I am. Like I'm a little shy at first before I'm fully myself. But like I will never again be with someone where I am not just the absolute like purest version of myself where I'm just a light I'm lighting up every fucking room I walk in they're confident enough to handle it I am who I am I'm unapologetically myself they love it they're here for it they encourage it it's like I'm not a different person when I'm around them or when I'm alone like my light is shining 24 fucking 7 when I'm with that person so I didn't like that because it's like if you can't if you are pointing out that all four of you guys are acting different with your men and now your guys' light is showing showing on your own and now that you're all away from them for 15 minutes, not good. Of course, single boys walk in. Told you. Caitlin rolls her eyes. <laughs> Tajik is trouble. Okay. He says, I mean, who doesn't like abs, right? In the confessional. He asks Paris if he can please sit next to her in the same chair. Paris lets him. Yeah, this guy has some game. He's troubled. He's also beautiful. And he knows he's beautiful. That's the thing. Paris admits she's literally speechless when she sees him. <laughs> this poor girl. She. This is a direct quote in the confessional. She says, is this man real or is he an angel? And she's got it bad. This girl's got it bad. Quick. The girls toast and tell the guys that this has been way more emotionally draining than expected. They ask about pet peeves and now we are establishing house rules. Okay, you guys. So I obviously saw the teaser on Instagram and I like talked a little shit, I guess. Not really shit. It's just like I was acknowledging the post. Let me explain to you guys what this house is like before we get into Vanessa's rules, okay? Because she goes off and everyone's face is just like kind of says it all. First off, I want to explain that the rules that she laid down, yes, they are pretty standard basic rules. Like don't eat in my bed. Like don't make sure there's not water all over the floor. Like hang your towels up. Okay, yes, you guys, this is a frat house. This is four girls living in a frat house. I lived in this house, okay? There are so many people. There's less people because it's only eight guys, not 12 guys and four girls. It's eight guys and four girls. But still, you guys, this is eight men, former frat boys, fuck boys, fucking drinking 24 hours a day, seven days a week. We're all partying our faces off, like partying all day, all day. All night, themed parties, filming all day, making food for all these people in one kitchen. Okay, it's like the rules that she has don't make sense in the environment that they're in. Also... I found out that this conversation happened at like 1.30 in the morning. So it's like 1.30 a.m. after like 16 hours of filming in this fucking frat house. And she's like laying down these just like unrealistic rules to all these people that just like want to go to bed. So that's why I kind of talked some shit on Instagram because I'm just like, read the room. (laughs) Okay, like wrong place. Like, I don't know where you think you are, but this is this is a frat house. Okay, it's a frat house on the big island of Hawaii. Sebastian cracking me up in the confessional he's like oh man oh shit and then my favorite rule that she has is when she says when you come out the bathroom after number two close that door behind you don't let that air in around the house honestly I do kind of like that rule but just the way she said it was freaking hilarious and then Sebastian back in the confessional. he's like these people are crazy bro And I'm just like, welcome to Temptation Island, my guy. It's like, we all got casted for this batshit trashy reality television show for a reason. And it's not because we're normal, okay? Like, we all got a little crazy in us if we all got casted for Temptation Island. So, welcome to the club. It's fun. (laughs) Wild ride. The silence after she asks if there's anything else. She's like, anything else come to mind? And there's a silence. And Paris is just like, she's tired. So yeah, that was that was a moment. That was a moment. Next day, the guys are working out and they're discussing their top choices for just like in general or I think for first dates. Great says that he has three girls he's down for already. Rob wants to get to know Tia more and he likes how she's into sports. And then Hall is stoked it's his first morning of freedom. Chris thinks Abby is a queen. She's a go-getter. We find out that she's been doing real estate since she was 18. She thinks he's sweet and cool and very easygoing. And he thinks that an independent woman is sexy as fuck, which facts, Chris. Caitlin is working out with some of the guys. Vanessa is telling the guys, okay, so this is where we learn a little bit about Vanessa, okay? And I do want to take it somewhat easy on her because I think she has a lot that she's going through internally because nobody acts the way and i'm gonna get more into it later but nobody acts the way that she acts without having like deep hurt inside of them and i just want to like keep it real right now like so i am gonna say my opinion but we also need to keep in mind that like hurt people hurt people and the way that she acts like she has a lot going on and once we hear the type of shit her mom trained her on yeah she has some shit that she has to work through So Vanessa's telling the guys that her mom really ingrained in her that all men cheat. And I even have in my notes, now things are starting to add up. And this is what her mom would tell her. You just have to find the one that loves you enough to not let you find out. I literally put in my notes, like, wow, in all caps. And Tajik's face really does say it all. She says she doesn't believe that, and he says he doesn't either. And he says that he doesn't like that. And that sounds very toxic. He says, men be knowing if we want to wife you. Honestly, I wrote in caps. Yes, because facts, you guys men know. Men know if you're like when they meet you, they put you into three different categories. Okay, it's like wifey material, hookup, friend zone. And you very rarely will make it into a different category. Okay, it's like one or it's really quickly one, two or three. And you're most likely gonna stay in that category for life. So it's like if you're in the friend zone and you want to be more than that, and it ain't looking good, just let it go. Okay. If you're a hookup and it ain't looking good, and you're in a situation ship, just let it go because you ain't he ain't you ain't wifey. Okay. <laughs> so you'll know if you're wifey. She says she's lowered her standards and doesn't want to say that she's settled. And he seems like Tajik seems kind of shook that she just like said that on national television. And she's just putting Rob down again, saying that her circle would be shocked by her relationship with him. And she doesn't want to put her relationship on display because of that. Yikes. Then we have a combined date selection. And this happens every single season. The first date selection is always combined. So I don't really know why everyone is so shocked and surprised. Because it's literally been happening since season one. Vanessa picks Bryce. Rob says be in the confessional he's like be an absolute gentleman pull her chair out pour a drink do everything for her cut up her food if Vanessa isn't treated like a spoiled princess she is gonna let you know this is like no way to live and like honestly if a man started cutting my food up for me I would be that would give me the ick it's like I want you to be a gentleman and like open the door for me pull out my chair like take care of me like hold my hand let me hold your arm like guide me through the restaurant you know but like let's draw the line at cutting up my food. Like I'm not a toddler. I'm a grown ass woman. Right? Again, am I crazy? I don't think so. I think that's fucking normal. I don't want a grown ass man leaning over, cutting up my fucking steak. for <laughs> me. That's crazy. Absolutely the fuck not. Okay. Give me my steak knife. I'm going to be fine. Marisella picks Christian. Chris isn't worried and says she doesn't seem to be interested in any of them. Caitlin picks Mike. She feels like he's super genuine and easy to talk to. And she thinks their date would be fun and not too intense. Then Paris picks Christian. And I was surprised. And honestly, Tajik smirks and he seems shook. So I think he was surprised, too, that Paris didn't pick him great doesn't like her picking someone in front of him and thinks she's hoping to get a reaction out of him now it's the guy's turn and we have rob he picks marjorie vanessa is shocked she chose her because her and this is a quote mannerisms and nonverbal.s Who does she think she is? And I'm not going to lie, this really, really rubbed me the wrong way when I watched it. Like, I was irked. Rob tells her that her date choice is a handsome king, and she made a good choice. She comes back with noted, and I'll treat him like one too, and everyone in the room has a pretty strong fucking reaction. Chris picks Alexis... I don't really have anything to say about that. It was pretty straightforward. Hall says, "Do I have to I want to pick them all." Okay, cuz I don't think anybody saw that coming. Again, a reaction from the crowd and he goes and picks Michaela. Caitlin is surprised and he did not he did not pick who she thought he would. Side note, this is something I've just noticed like in life in general, people always end up with people who aren't their typical type. It's like people will like have a type their whole fucking life, okay? And then they'll meet their like future husband or future wife or future life partner or whatever the fuck you believe in. And the person that they end up with for life is like not their their, their type, their whole fucking life. Have you guys ever noticed that? Because I've I've noticed that and I find it fucking fascinating. It's great churn. He picks Nafisa. I'm pretty sure that's how you say her name. If it's not, someone correct me, please. Paris called. Okay, I didn't like this either. And I do like Paris a lot. But she calls her an ugly ass girl, then switches it to her personality is ugly. Again, I like Paris. I didn't like that at all, though. Like, I don't like talking about people's appearances. Like, that's fucked up. She thinks she was Paris thinks Nafisa was being fake at the party by not being up front with Paris and Paris thinks that Nafisa should have declined the date. So then Vanessa's like talking under her breath I think to the girls and again I fucking hate this whole thing this whole thing pissed me off I don't want to get heated right now I'm trying to stay cool calm and collected a professional. Vanessa says, she's not popping, I assure you. And then Mark immediately calls her out and tells her to share her opinion with everyone. And in my notes, I literally put, I honestly cannot stand this girl. It's to the point where I know if we met in person, we ain't vibing. She ain't gonna like my mannerisms or nonverbals. You guys, this was, this was me last night at like 1.15 a.m. Just fucking pissed in my bed. But like, really? I feel like I get along with everyone, but this girl and the way she talks to people and the way she treats people, it would, it's going to make, have me see in red. Remember when I told you guys, I never get mad. I never get upset. But when I do, it's fucking psychotic. This girl would bring the crazy out of me. And I already fucking know it. (laughs) I know it. I can't ever be around her. Like any, if there's any TI events, nah, can't, can't be around her. Nope. Not happening she says it pisses me off that he picked the most stank attitude in the group and it's so off-putting irritating you know and i'm in my notes my mouth is open watching this the therapy this woman needs she has an ugly heart okay damn you guys i really went in she, i wrote she's so insecure holy shit if i was rob i would dump not <laughs> oh lord have mercy on my soul she's gonna kill me I put she's so insecure. Holy shit. If I was Rob, I would dump her on the spot because this is a mortifying T. I clearly got sick of having guy villains and hired her to be the most hated one this season. Whoa. Okay, you guys that just I went in hard right then. I want to say I, I have to say this. Okay, we don't know the full story. Okay, I don't know the full story. We don't know if she's being edited horribly. We don't know if this is like a snippet of the picture. We don't know if she's going through something that's making her act like this. Okay, I just want to put that out there because that I just went in fucking hard. And that was me at 115, 130 a.m. last night. Okay, so that was just my initial reaction, but I want to put it out there. We really don't know this girl and the full story. Okay, so this is just based on what was shown to us. Marjorie says, if you ain't got any haters, you ain't popping low-key facts, baby girl. One of my favorite fucking things to say is keep talking shit. You're making me famous. That should be a shirt. (laughs) But really, you guys, if you don't have haters, and I mean, if you're like a good person, if you're a good person and you're like, you're kind to people and like you're, you're, you have a good heart and you're minding your business and you're doing, doing you and you have haters. You're popping. Period. Um, She says, I think she's intimidated by me, honestly. And I think I shut her ass up pretty good. I like this girl. I do. Marjorie, I like you. Paris thinks that Great changed up his game to get under Paris's skin. Because she didn't pick who he thought she would. She accidentally calls Great her ex. <laughs> Nafisa says... Why are you being fucking rude? Everyone's trying to be cool here. And honestly, this show is just getting too over the top. This whole, like, scene, I was just, like, bombastic side-eye, okay? It's, like, I understand that, like, we need it to be entertaining, but it's almost getting the point that it's so over the top and so, honestly, like, getting so trashy that I'm just, like, it's hard to watch at this point. It's not relatable, It's just, it's a little too much. I think production is really walking a fine line with just making it too fucking much. And like... How, who's gonna watch this like 16 to like 25 year olds it's like no grown-ass adult is gonna like watch this and be like oh my god like I relate to this and I'm gonna learn from this and I'm, I enjoy this it's like embarrassing but it's also like a train wreck so maybe it is just like after you're working your job is like an executive assistant all day and you go home to your family and you just made food for the kids you can just sit down and watch this fucking train wreck and have some peace so maybe you know with your glass of wine and just like really see it could be fucking worse it could it could be worse it could always be worse whenever you're in doubt if it could be worse watch this fucking show vanessa's eyeing him down and playing with her ass okay so she when they walk out she's like eyeing him down and like shaking her ass and playing with it let's have a lesson today really quick in queen behavior and being secure and unbothered you guys it's really fucking simple people that are truly secure especially women like secure women they're unbothered you guys they don't give a fuck <laughs> of what anyone in the room is saying they don't give a fuck how anyone's acting towards them. They're above it. They stay above it. They know they're the shit so they don't have to prove that they're the shit. They're not like eyeing people down and grabbing their ass. Like It's literally just like, I I can't even engage in this behavior because it's beneath me. That's queen, unbothered, secure behavior. Unbothered. Whenever you start acting bothered, it's a meat bothered equals insecure, period, end of story, no exception to the rule. I'll die on that fucking hill. Rob is talking about how how shocked everyone is by her behavior, and he says, welcome to Vanessa and honestly Rob I have news for you if this is how she's like all the time this behavior is like not okay it's not normal I genuinely feel for you and like you need to get out immediately <laughs> I don't know who says this but someone says she's so weird Bryce is probably terrified like he has to go on a date with this chick great he says he needs to get his mind off of Paris And then Abby kind of calls Chris out for not picking her and wants to know what happened. He admits that he's a little fucking scared because he wasn't expecting to find such a natural connection. Let's discuss this for a moment because things aren't always so black and white. I feel like lately, the past few years, the whole, like, if he wanted to, he would. If she wanted to, he would. Has been, like, a thing, okay? Life isn't black and white, okay? There's been plenty of times where me personally, I've wanted to and I haven't, okay? When people aren't fully healed and when people are still emotionally unavailable and they meet someone that they're just like, damn, like this could be the real deal, it triggers them. Facts, okay? It triggers them and they automatically run from that shit because they're scared of love. They're scared of getting their heart broken. That's a true fucking thing, okay? I relate, I relate to this, what Chris is saying, because that's what I did when I was on TI. I picked people the first few dates, people that I felt like safe with, that I knew I had no chemistry with, that I knew I wouldn't be tempted with, that I knew I wasn't going to have a real emotional connection with because I was playing it safe. That is, that's a real fucking thing. So I 100% relate to him. Life is not black and white. However, I do think... If you're really meant to be with someone, that person does need to get their shit together and like get over it and be brave and like pull the trigger and like take that step with you. And it's like, you know, love is scary. Relationships are scary. But if you really feel like this is the real deal, it's like you just got to jump. And if they don't jump, you can't wait for them. You have to go and find someone that is going to jump for you. But life's not black and white. And I do think it was cool that T.I. showed it's like it's not he didn't pick Abby because he's like, didn't want to date her. He didn't pick her because he's fucking terrified of his feelings for her and he doesn't know how to act. So then he says, I just need to let go of this fear. Abigail's into me and I'm into her. Obviously there's mutual sexual attraction. And then she says she's going to put him into tension for a little. Maricela says, That her man loves her, but it's always the men that say you have nothing to worry about that are the first ones to disappoint you. Facts. Whenever a man's overcompensating, that's always kind of a red flag. And she's telling this to all the guys. All righty. Let's see what else. Oh, yeah. We are flying through this episode, you guys. I'm on such good time management now. Pat on the back. Whoa. Brycey. He hugs Vanessa and takes her over to chat. She says she's been very, she's been, oh, fuck. <laughs> this is when I lost my fucking shit and turned all the lights on in my apartment and did an Instagram story and it's tempting because I was just like, there's no fucking way that this chick's real. So they t- he, Bryce takes her aside to chat and she says that she has been trying very hard to present herself in a graceful, elegant, sophisticated manner. Everyone, moment of silence. And she doesn't want him to get the wrong idea. His face kind of says it all. He's nervous as hell. He's kind of playing with his fa- his hands. He says he respects her speaking her mind, which is honestly all you can say. You guys, if this is her genuinely trying her heart- hardest to be like an elegant, graceful, sophisticated conductor herself in this kind of manner. I See, I'm stumbling over my words because I'm so fucking shook right now. I just can't even imagine what she's like when she's not trying like truly like I'm not even trying to be funny right now fuck I really feel bad I'm going in on her but again you guys I think there's some real deep shit that she's going through and I think that I just like I kind of feel for her because I'm like I wish I could just like sit her down and be like hey like no bullshit like are you okay like what's going on like let's talk like let's have a girl talk like open up to me like because something really deep and dark <laughs> is going on. And, like, I'm a good person to talk to. And, like, maybe, like, we can figure this out. So you stop taking it out on everyone else. Because, like, she's fucking delusional. Like, there's not... There's, like... I've met a lot of, like, reality TV stars, influencers. Some of the most, like, the least self-aware humans possible. Okay? I was just at Revolve Festival. Which is, like, just a fucking festival of... Unselfaware people okay She's making top five Top least self aware people I've ever made Met in my life she might even Be top three okay So like that's saying something You guys that's saying Something big statement I just made Christian is making Paris food and I love that Everyone's like aww And then she says great would never do this For me And then she says he would eat all the food and leave her nothing. Maricela says she would be ready to fight if she saw Chris serving a woman a plate of food. LOL. Vanessa says if I need something and I see you doing something for someone else, that's a problem for me. I come first. Caitlin says really? And she seems like genuinely shocked. And I really like her. I feel like me and Caitlin would vibe. Like she's my kind kind of girl. Me and her would be like two peas in a pot. I think. Bryce is making Vanessa an impossible burger and then Vanessa's eyeing him and she calls him zaddy. Zaddy. Okay, you guys, it's a little tiki party over at the boys' villa and Hall says, I haven't swung these hips in a minute. LOL. <laughs> fucking, I think it was great, like cracked up. No, it was Chris. Um, Rob crack, Rob. God, I can't even talk right now. I'm so fucking flustered. Rob cracked me up with his little tiki, freaky night line in the in the confessional. He's like, it's tiki night. It's, we're going to get freaky. Chris and all are just being creepers in the corner. And then they all do a group toast. There's some body shots. There's a twerk comp- competition. I will say we have some highly skilled women here. Tammy gets on great for a little lap dance. She says he's her number one. Michaela slaying with the twerk and the split. Hall looks like he passed away and his body hasn't realized it yet. He says, keep me away from that girl. I'm not going to lie, you guys. Her dance skills are wildly impressive. Like, if I was there, I'm standing up with a sign that says 10. Like, 10 out of 10. Five stars. Gold trophy. Like, girl, you slayed. Snaps. Fuck yeah. He says her body's fucking trouble and screams, hell fucking yeah. Oh, this guy. Abby's dancing on Chris, and he looks very comfortable. Honestly, all these girls are great dancers. Like, not cringe at all. I'm impressed. I'm here for it. Go off, all of you. Like, really. I was really impressed. (laughs) I can't say that enough. So then we're at the girls' villa and they're playing Drink or Dare. I fucking love this game. So you like pick a piece of paper out and you have to like do what's on the paper or take a shot. This made me want to play games. I was like, I just want to play some games. Drink or Dare. This sounds so much fucking fun. Tajik gives Paris a lap dance he has skill I was impressed Vanessa is she's like the narrator of this whole show she's always in like the confessional just being professional as fuck just like and then we grabbed the paper out and it was very harmonious and then we all took a shot and it was you know and she has her like hand motions and then she puts her hands in her lap it's just like I don't know she's like a narrator She says her favorite sex position is laying on her stomach with her partner behind, which not going to lie. Yes, that is a fire position. But then she finishes it up with she can grip it strong enough where it cannot be withdrawn. And the guy's faces when she fucking says this, one of them is like, yo, I've never heard that in my life. And honestly, me either. That's some crazy gorilla grip. Woo. Woo um wild okay so then we find out that bryce is 93 (laughs) oh fuck i did not even mean to laugh right now i'm not trying to laugh fuck so but it's paris in the background when she's like god (laughs) damn As soon as he fucking says that and like the silence in the fucking room okay first off let's discuss okay you guys because obviously i know like in this day and age like people have a lot of bodies i do not have a lot of bodies you guys i'm just gonna put it out there and this is no bullshit i've my count is six people That's it. Okay. Six. So my count is very low compared to most. So I just automatically assume everyone's number is fucking insane. I'm just going around life thinking everyone is like 80, 90 bodies. But when I saw everyone's reaction to this 93 bodies, it almost made me feel better because I was like, okay, maybe not everyone does have like 70, 80, 90 bodies. Maybe that's not normal. Maybe people are more in like the 20, 30, 40 range. Because everyone's reaction fucking killed me in Paris. Goddamn. (laughs) In the back was too much. Vanessa says that she thought he was a wholesome gentleman and shy. And he doesn't think that it's that bad. And she's just shaking his head. We find out Christian eats ass. (laughs) And then Vanessa, she pours a shot into Sebastian's face. Um... Oh my god, I just realized last episode when I said that one of the person's name was Sensation and I, that's a typo. My fucking autocorrect on my phone is changing Sebastian's name to Sensation. So that's where that came from. Vanessa pours a shot into Sebastian's face, mouth, and eyes. The men are blown away because she literally is pouring it from her ass cheeks. One dude's like never seen a feat that impressive. Another guy's like that is out of pocket wild. Another guy. Oh, Sebastian. He's like, well, my eyes are still burning from that ass to face shot I did. And Tajik is just cracking up. Alexis and Chris and Abby are a thruple. Loki, Abby and Alexis say there's awkwardness between the three of them. Which Loki that that's funny as fuck. Great and Tammy are getting it. But Loki, I feel like he's completely forgot that he's going on a date with a different chick in the morning, and Nafisa does call him out for being disrespectful about that because that is kind of wild. Rob is being very good. This one girl is trying to get this man to fuck up for sure. I just want to hug him. He's so in over his head. He's kind of trying to laugh her off, and he's, like, being sweet about it, and then he, like, goes out there and dances with her, but you can tell he's totally uncomfortable. Maricela and Christian are talking and she says she's not worried about Chris and she wants to be sure she's the one for him and that she's not wasting her time he thinks if Chris slips up that Maricela will be a whole different person and I definitely agree with that and she says I will be loyal until he proves otherwise so then we have Nafisa she's saying that great is already acting very strange and is wondering why he would ask her on a date and then go and do that it's very weird to her he says that she's feeling some type of way and he doesn't like that because it's day one and no one has him none of these dudes yo this is what i said none of these dudes are hot enough or have enough going for them to be acting like this The way I wouldn't want a single one of them. Like, honestly, it's just, they're all are just cringe. Like, none of them are, like, that swaggy, okay? Like, if Tajik was one of the boyfriends, that's a fucking different story. But, like, (laughs) these guys are just embarrassing. Like, they're so cringe. They're so disrespectful, minus Rob. Rob's an adorable little baby. I just want to, like, rock him, sing him a lullaby. But these other three dudes are the fucking worst, Rob is saying Vanessa is always embarrassing him and he's having, oh, this is in the jacuzzi when he's like kind of going off. Rob is saying Vanessa is always embarrassing him and he is always having to apologize for her temper and anger. And honestly, I know what that's like being with someone that is just like goes off in public and it gets really angry at people and flies off the handle and it's fucking mortifying. So I really, really feel for him in this moment. He said that he's holding back because he was protecting her and he doesn't like being cut off and he gets cut off a lot. And I will say that alcohol has this man like confessing. He then says that he doesn't feel a spark with her. Wow. And then when Nefisa cuts him off, like she talks over him, he really snaps at her and he says he has a very hard time talking about his feelings and emotions and low key like if i was in this situation and i saw this like drunk guy that i don't really know that much he's clearly in like a vulnerable state i would be like i would talk him i would grab him and like take him over to the side and talk to him you know yeah i would be like okay like let's go let's get you out of this little <laughs> spectacle let's take you over to the side Let's have a little chat one-on-one. I would give him a hug because this whole thing is just like not right. It really gave me bad vibes. Like I just – it felt wrong to me the way he was – he was like in a very vulnerable emotional state and it was just like everyone was around him just watching it. And I just felt like someone needed to take him to the side and just like really, I don't know, be there for him and just like let him vent more in private. Like it's still on TV obviously but I don't know. That's what I would have done if I was a single. I would have been like, hey, baby. Let's go chat over here because you're going to regret this (laughs) when you see this play out. Nafisa, I think she needs to be a little bit more sensitive and read the room. Because like I said, it's very clear that he's very upset and he's in a vulnerable state. And I just think that, yeah, she needed to read the room a little bit better. It's date day. It's a group date. The girls are, are on a boat. So fun. Love that. The guys are going snorkeling. Great needs a life vest. And he says the attraction for Nafisa went up because it made Paris jealous. That's little little boy and little dick energy. He jumps off with all the floaties. I just, I could never date. I talked about this when I was recapping a few seasons ago. I could never date a man that couldn't save my life in the ocean. Like, I need you to be a fucking fire-ass swimmer in the ocean, okay? There's a rip current. Well, actually, side note, if there's ever a rip current, you guys, you never swim with it. You just, like, float and let it take you out. And then once you're out of it, then you swim. Okay, fun little fact. Growing up by the ocean, that's how you handle a rip current. But true, like, I can't date a dude that can't save my life in the ocean or in the water. Period. End of story. It's like, it's a must. Chris is excited to get to know Lex more. Marjorie and Rob are on a friendship level, we find out. And they do admit to each other that there isn't a spark he wants to chat with Desiree and she tells him she's interested. And I do, at this moment in time, I love their friendship. It got a little weird in episode three. He says that he needs a funny person to match his personality, which facts, I understand that. That's how I am. Caitlyn's first date in a very long time. And she feels like she can talk to him for hours. It's easy and natural. She says there is no romance and no, not with this, not with Mike. She says that there's no romance with Hall and they feel like roommates and best friends and she really wants romance. She feels comfortable with Mike and she can be really open with him. She thinks she was maybe a little too open. And remember how I said that they're the way that they said goodbye reminded me of like the complete opposite of like the notebook. And now she's saying that she wants romance. Yeah, chemistry and romance is fucking important. All girls want that. Michaela says she couldn't picture going on a date with any of the other guys in the house. Hall says the date is Caitlyn's decision and he's already done his part. Oh, oh, sorry, you guys. Okay. Michaela says she couldn't picture going on a date with any of the other guys in the house and then the wedding plans and the fact he has a fiance comes up. And if they've set a date for the wedding and Hall tells Michaela that the date is Caitlin's decision because he's already done his part. He's already got down on a knee. He's already asked her to marry him. He wants a straight answer and he wants kids. Michaela says she doesn't have a timeline, but is very family oriented and wants kids as well. She thinks that to create life with someone you love is the most special thing you can do. I will say that's very sweet. I noticed their drinks and they looked very good. They had pineapples in them. She is intrigued by his southern charm. They have a lot in common and she wants to peel back his layers. Hall is confused because the date was so good and it was so easy with her. I will say when you meet someone where it's just like so easy to talk with them and like interact, it's like such a fucking good feeling. So this man's in a lot of danger. And that concludes episode two. Cannonballs. (laughs) This summer, let's remember, it's not always about the size of those cannonballs. It's about making a splash with our friends at Manscaped. Prep the men in your life for barbecue season by making sure your special grill master has the hottest dogs this summer's ever seen. When they're at the cookout, let the meat speak for itself with Manscaped Performance Package 4.0. It's time to get ready and not sweaty by going to manscaped.com and using code TEMPTING for 20% off and free shipping. Do you want to know what comes in the performance package? I bet you do. The Manscaped Performance Package 4.0 has everything you need to guarantee anyone can have the most mouthwatering treats at the party. They have built the ultimate bundle for your summer grooming. We got their lawnmower 4.0 trimmer. Guess what else they've got? crop preserver ball deodorant keeping people cool from sunrise to sunset with a soothing aloe vera formula it's the best in the business for below the waist freshness manscaped even threw in two free gifts to their performance package 4.0 so get 20% off and free shipping with the code TEMPTING at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscape.com and use code TEMPTING. Manscaped the perfect way to get those patties sizzling hot this summer. So we're going to go right into episode three. The guys, they get back from the date. And Chris, he admits that he is struggling with making connections while having a girlfriend, which, like, thank you, like, that you should be struggling to make connections while having a girlfriend. One of the single girls makes him a little treat, and I'm pretty sure this is the same girl who was trying to get with Rob. Is it Tia? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's Tia. Great likes that she just comes up to him and speaks her mind. She says that if she sees something she wants, she will at least try to get it. And if she doesn't get it, she eventually will. She admits she likes Rob and Great. And yes, her name is Tia. This is, yeah. So in the confessional, she says she's here to get what she wants and she's here for a reason. And these are the steps she needs to take to get what she wants. Honestly, I'm not made to be a single. You know, it's just, it's giving thirsty. I just could not, it's like if a man is telling, showing me he doesn't want me, it's like, maybe it might take me like a second or two to get it, but I'm not going to, I'm going to give up pretty quick. You know, it's just like, if he doesn't want me, he doesn't want me. I'm not going to like try and do everything I can to like change his fucking mind. Like that was old me, not new me. Learn my lesson. Ladies, learn your lesson. Like we're not thirsty. Thirsty ain't cute. Rob is asking great what's up with Tia because it kind of seemed that like Rob is still maybe interested in her which is kind of weird because I think I thought he just friend zoned her but I got the vibe that he maybe wanted to ask her on another date but now he's asking great like what's going on but her actions are kind of making him rethink asking her sorry if that sounded confusing but I think Rob was just kind of shocked that Tia was like immediately like going in to great and like making him shit and then i don't like how he's calling himself a loser that made me sad girls villa paris says she had fun with christian and he's a gentleman and she's had more fun with him than she does with great the guys ask her if she's ready to take it to the next level and she says she is real bad without hesitation all the guys kind of giggle marisella's face when she says this is freaking hilarious And then she says, if there were no cameras, I would suck his dick. And Caitlyn's and Mike, I literally pause it on Caitlyn's and Mike's face and they're fucking dead. And then she says, but I can't because there is cameras and I'm acting like a good girl. Honestly, relatable girl, I feel you. Because I would do a lot if there weren't cameras too. She's getting confused because meeting these new guys is making her rethink what she wants and her feelings with greats. Tammy, we're back at the Guy Villa. Tammy is asking Great how his date was. He says that he made it clear that he has a connection with Nafisa, and they were the two that stood out to him. So Great is into Nafisa and he's into Tammy. She does not seem pleased as he's saying this, okay? She doesn't think that he's giving her a fair chance for their connection to grow, and she's frustrated. And then he kind of stops her. And, like, says that he wishes she would have given him a little bit more time. And then he goes ahead and asks her on the second date. She's super stoked about it. And he is happy to see her smile. Chris and Rob, they're in the kitchen chatting. And Chris straight up asks him. He's like, hey, bro, like, can I ask you a question? And he asks him if he sees himself staying with Vanessa. And Rob admits that he already doesn't know if he's going to leave with her. Listen to your gut, babe. Listen to your gut it's never wrong and then he says when that shit is good it's good it's gravy but when that shit is bad it's bad and remember what me and iris talked about in toxic relationships the highs are so fucking high the best highs you're so in love you're on top of the fucking world the lows are so fucking low so toxic so depressing so dark that is like the trademark of a toxic relationship Maricela and Sebastian they're playing pool and he opens up that he's a little salty that he didn't get picked for a date for date one and she then asks him for her second date and then he says I feel like the first date is more friend vibes and he's gonna show her the Miami the flair the suave the Rico suave Latin poppy we're gonna show that off okay okay Sebastian I hear you the girls are encouraging Paris to ask Tajik on her second date, and she's nervy as hell. This is where me and Paris relate, okay? I'm outgoing, I'm loud. I'm fun, I'm honest, I'm blunt, when I actually really like a guy, you guys, I am so painfully shy and fucking awkward, I turn into a fucking mute, okay, my heart's racing, I'm like freaking out, I my mind is not working, I'm awkward as hell, it's embarrassing, I don't know how to fucking act, That's how you know if I like you, okay? If I'm, like, flirting, if we're in person and I'm, like, flirting with you and I'm on my fucking A game, I don't fucking like you. If I'm awkward as fuck and nervous and mute, I fucking like you a lot, (laughs) okay? I got a crush. So I understand this shit. And then um, Maricela in the confessional, she's like, oh, my God, my girl Paris, he made my girl weak, and honestly, as if I was great, like there's no way you can get past this. Like she's so far in her feels for Tajik, like I would never be able to get past this, knowing how in her feels she was for this man. Sebastian and Marisol are kind of watching this go down because Paris is trying to like g- gang get the courage to go ask Tajik. Paris, she says that she needs Caitlyn to help her ask. And, like, Caitlyn peeks around the corner. She's like, um, excuse me? And then she's like, I feel like I'm in fifth grade. Paris is hiding behind the corner. And then she admits. She's like, Tajik makes me nervous to the point I can't talk. I think I like him too much. See, that's what I just said. When I really like someone, I can't talk, talk either. So, Paris, I fucking get you, girl. She sprints away. I, I put in my notes. This is literally me. It's, it's immature, okay, you guys? I don't know what the fuck it is. It's like, I'm literally... I can charm the pants off of anyone. I can pull anyone I'm flirty as fuck I'm charming as fuck if I actually like you I've got no fucking game it's wild (laughs) okay it's honestly I it's a curse it's the worst she admits that she's running away from him and then she finally grows a pair and walks up straight forward and asks him super quick and him and Sebastian jump up and like hug it out they're like rejoicing because obviously they were like waiting for this And then she tells him, she's like, let's be right on time in his fucking face. She cracks me up with how blunt she is. I love it. So Great tells Nafisa that he has a date with Tammy. But we find out that he actually already asked Nafisa to come cuddle up in his room which we all know you guys we're grown we all know cuddling ain't cuddling okay whenever you like are hanging out with a dude hanging out with a girl and it's like let's like have a cuddle date or like let's cuddle that's like the you're trying to turn that into something you're trying to get in like a little spoon position and then you're gonna start like grinding your butt on his dick and then he's gonna like move his hand around in the front and he's gonna put it on your panty line and then it's gonna like slowly move down and the next thing you fucking know he's finger banging you and then he's flipping you over and then he's taking your pants it's It escalates okay cuddling is escalating that's like step one same thing with a massage they're ever like oh like give you massage it's just to get your fucking top off so he's massaging and he's gonna go down your ass and then it's like all all downhill from there okay so we know cuddling ain't cuddling she says that she's gonna tease him a little bit and then she calls him out for playing games and he says it's not intentional She tells him he's the only person that she's interested in and this is the first time he's hearing this and then she tells him I'm definitely not coming up to your room. I hope you know that and she leaves him in the dust and he has the audacity to like seem surprised and upset. So I did love that. I was like go off queen like that's the way to do it like don't let him fuck with you like that. Okay, so the guys, they go four-wheeling. This looks so much fucking fun. I would love to do this. Rob is happy that he gets to do this with a girl because Vanessa doesn't like outdoor activities. Great is excited and he's feeling closer to Tammy. He says that he can tell she wants him so bad. Eye roll. Thinking of Paris makes it hard for him to open up to the girls. Okay, Hall takes Michaela on the second date. So he's now taking her on the first and the second date. The only person I think that's picked the same person twice. She's asking him how he feels about the fact that he's 35 and still doesn't have kids. And he says that he's beyond ready. He wants a whole crew and he will be the best dad. He asks her if she wants kids and she does. And she says she's been playing house since she was a little girl. She gets really emotional and she says that she doesn't want to cry and he wants her to quote, block out the idea that he has a fiance because he really wants her to continue to get to know him. Pause. It's like, how the hell is, does he expect her to block out the fact that there's literally a girl with a giant fucking rock on her finger and you guys are like planning on getting married? Like, it's just wild to me. Paris and Tajik, they're holding hands on their date. Caitlyn's holding on to Christian's arm. you love to see it. They're going bike riding. This is freaking cute as hell. I put a million exclamation points. I love this date idea. Tajik is putting on Paris's helmet, which I thought was adorable. And then she casually drops, I can't ride a bike. And he does not believe her. He's like, he says, are you joking? And you can tell he shook and she asks him to teach her. And then he says, you seriously don't know how to ride a bike? And she apologizes a bunch. Because I think he legit did not fucking believe her, which I wouldn't either because that's wild. Paris is telling him to not let her go like a million times. That shit sent me. She won't stop saying it. He did handle this really well, I will say he's telling her to hit the brakes making sure she doesn't fall kind of holding like the small of her back good job five stars loved it this was a cute little memory they had together a little bonding moment I think teaching someone something is a really big deal especially like when you're dating someone I think it's really cute to like teach them something that they don't know especially something as like monumental as like learning how to ride a bike for the first time I thought that was a big deal, and then I didn't. I thought it was kind of sad they didn't even get to do the date because I would love this. One of my favorite things to do is bike riding. You guys, I used to bike ride in Santa Monica, and like Venice all the time. And then um, I want to do it here in Florida, but I haven't had time yet. But I'm I love bike riding. Vanessa she asks Griffin on a date and she says that he's confessed he's the most interested in Caitlyn and she doesn't think he's probably the most satisfied going with her lol Caitlyn is having fun with Christian but she says that she's still in her head about Hall which is like we can expect that she's engaged for fuck's sake Maricela just wants to laugh and enjoy her time with Sebastian Paris is kind of grilling Tajik. She's calling him out on not taking things serious. She asks him why he's here. And he says his first thing is to have fun. And then she says in her Paris fashion to have fun. That's it. And I will say, you guys, I mean, at least he's being honest. Because from personal experience, most of these T.I. guys are just absolutely full of shit and it's refreshing like on camera and on the show they'll be like they'll say everything you want to hear like i want to fall in love like i want to get married one day like i'm really looking for the one i want to settle down but they're a complete and total fuck boy that like follows just instagram baddies and like is at the club four nights a week okay it's like i it's kind of refreshing that he's being honest about what he actually wants she seems shocked and then he, he kind of make, does a little like mocking impression voice and says, every guy is saying that, oh, I want to have an intellectual conversation. Oh, I want to connect emotionally. Like, shut the fuck up. I'm not going to lie. I kind of like this guy. He's just like blunt and straightforward. He acknowledges that she does have a man and he does want to take her from him, but he's not trying to force it down her throat. And then direct quote, he doesn't want to force it down her throat that I'm the one for you, even though I am. Boy does have game, I will say. He asks her who she's going to take on the next date and she says him because she wants to get to know him more. But then she like kind of takes it back and she says she doesn't like his personality and enjoyed her time with Christian more. And I did not see that coming. She likes how Christian is more open and romantic and doesn't like how Tajik finds everything funny. And then as they're walking away, he says, Watch your step over the horse shit. There's a lot of horse shit. And I will say he is funny. And just the way that she talks about Christian, I wish they kind of showed a little bit more of him and his personality because I would like to see what she's talking about. So now we're at the girls' villa. The girls are talking and joking about how Paris had the worst date. And she says how she would fuck him but not be with him. Talking about Tajik. L-O-L. Vanessa doesn't even know Tajik's name. But she says that she wants to take him on a date just to like force information out of him. She's confident that if she went on a date with him she would get down. She would get to the bottom of Tajik. And then she admits that she would get jealous if Bryce went out with anyone else. And then Paris in the confessional calls her out for flirting with everyone else and being selfish by not letting the girls talk to Bryce which I thought it was kind of nice that you know Paris is like calling her out a little someone needs to call this girl out so now we're at the guy's villa and it's party time and we got more fire dancing and lingerie and a little burlesque night Hall's brain is scrambled eggs over Michaela shaking her booty the dancing is fire. I can't say it enough, you guys. I was a dancer and a cheerleader my entire life. Um, so, like, when I think people are good at dancing, like, it actually – I feel like I have some cred. Like, I actually think, like, they're good. Like, I rarely think people are good at dancing and it's not cringe. But all these single girls are like, whoa, fire. You're killing it. Rob's just having a blast. And he's off of Des and – She's gorgeous. They're getting real flirty when they're off by themselves. He's kind of grabbing her booty. And then Tia, she sees them like flirting over there. And she's salty because they are friends like besties. Her and Dez are besties. And apparently Dez told her that she wasn't attracted to Rob at all. But I'm confused because I'm like, why are you pressed Tia? Because didn't you just fucking make a cake for great? Like, this is a little dose of your own medicine. It's like if you want to play the game like you got it, like other people are going to play the game, like pick your lane, you know? So Des is kind of opening up to Rob about the pickle she's in with Tia being her best friend in the house. Rob kind of goes in to kiss her I think that's what it looked like it looked like he was going in to kiss her and then Des is like saying no 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 she tells him like if they're going to move forward he needs to go and have a talk with Tia before they move forward and they decide that they're going to have this talk together the three of them. And then in the confessional, she says it was never her intention to be in the middle. And she says it just happened organically. So maybe she wasn't originally into him. And then just talking with him and being in the house with him. It just, like, kind of happened. Like, that's happened to me before where I thought I wasn't into someone. And then I spend, like, time with them for a while. And then their personality and our connection, it just, like, kind of develops. So I I get that that can happen organically. Um, All righty. So Rob brings them brings her over and tells Tia that he felt more of a friend vibe, but he's really feeling Dez. and I will say this man is drunk as fuck. <laughs> Tia says she really doesn't like the three-way conversation because she can't properly express herself and she tells Dez to leave. and I think Rob, he kind of doesn't want her to leave, but then Dez does walk away. And then she immediately throws her friend under the bus telling Rob that she's not looking for, that Dez is not looking for a real connection. Yikes, this girl is trouble. She, this is a direct quote. I not be I might not be given a chance over someone who might not hypothetically want anything from you. So she's basically saying like you're not giving me a chance over someone that pr- probably doesn't want to be with you. And this whole thing just like is not a good look. Not a girl's girl look. Rob says he doesn't care about anyone but does. I mean, the man is being very straightforward with her. She says she respects that but still thinks she should be given a chance. Like, this woman is not getting the point. And then he literally has to look her in the eye and tell her the ship has sailed. So now she finally gets it and she says that she's over it now. Real cringe. That whole thing was real cringe. I can't believe this man had to say the ship has sailed. So now we're at the girls' villa party. It's a boys' and babes party tajik he says he's trying to dive in maricela is a fucking adorable little roller skater we get a little split action from her christian likes that she's a little firecracker and the fact that she's closed off closed off makes him more attracted to her this is a typical like guys are hunters you guys i mean guys guys are hunters. Okay, natural instinct—they want what they can't have. You can't make it too easy. If you're a little bit closed off, but like willing to open up, they're gonna come hunt you. We love that. Vanessa's twerking, looking good. Caitlin says Tajik and Paris are already off and on, which is facts. They need—they need to figure it out. It's like one second she's not into him, one second she's her legs shaking. It's all over the place. Now she's like rubbing all up on him on top of a table. Alcohol will do that to you. Sexual attraction and alcohol disaster waiting to happen. Vanessa wants to know how Bryce felt about not going on a date with her. And then she says, because he's like just being supportive. It's like, I'm basically like I'm here to support your journey. She says, why are you so supportive about this? It's pissing me off. And in my notes, I literally put, honestly, this is very sad. Because she just, she wants just negative attention. It just, it's... She's not secure. She needs to learn how to love herself. She's very clear with him and says she wants to love on him, adore him. She wants to fuck. She wants to be a wife in this bitch. She's telling him to have sex with her. Fun. (laughs) Like, woo. That escalated quickly. Next day, we're in the guy's villa. The girls are working out. Hall is sitting down with the guys and he says that he is having some serious doubts because he always he's always wanted a family and Caitlyn is just not there he he says that there's no light in her eyes when she talks about having a family and it's kind of just like I will have a family because you want a family and then he's in the confessional and he's like I knew this was gonna happen and he told Caitlyn he does not want to do this yikes so this man they're just not meant to be they're not compatible they want different things man they're at different phases in life it's just like they got to let each other go hall is sitting with Michaela and he wants to be open with her about like what he's going through and he says Caitlin is the love of his life and the light that he's seen in Michaela's eyes when Michaela is talking about a family and wanting that is making him have doubts about his love for Caitlin And then she confesses that she, Michaela, she confesses she's keeping her wall up because he's engaged. Good girl. Keep it fucking up for the love of God. And the fact she's so comfortable with him has her wondering if it's right person, wrong time is a thing. I do think that's a thing. But this is the thing. It's not meant to be, you know, if it is meant to be, you'll find each other again down the line. But I do believe that you can meet the right person and the timing is just not right. That's definitely happened to me before in my life. Why? But but, ladies, gentlemen, you can't wait for them. If it's the wrong time, it's the wrong time. You got to leave them. You got to go and do you, do what's right for you. If it's meant to be, they'll find you again. Do not wait for that person, Period. Okay, why is Tia literally with every dude all the time? Now she's with Chris, and Chris is telling her that he's really feeling Abby, and he's opening up to Tia about this. We're back at the girls' villa. Mark shows up, and I'm guessing it's bonfire time. The tension is immediately there, and Mark kind of tries to give them encouragement by saying, whatever we see, we can handle Paris says that she she they're over in the kitchen the girls because it's like oh shit bonfires happening let's discuss Paris is telling the girls that she's never cried when great has cheated on her in the past but she does not want to see great having sex with girl I relate that's literally why I closed my eyes in my bonfire the infamous bonfire where I closed my eyes and wore the headphones I knew that I would never recover from seeing someone that I'm with have sex with like I don't need to see that it's just fucking weird you know So I get it, girl. It's weird. We don't need to see that. Girls, they're getting all dolled up for the bonfire. We got the infamous Escalade ride. We got the one like lighting of the bonfire, slow-mo, random, but no PTSD, you guys. My PTSD is gone. This shit used to trigger me, doesn't trigger me anymore. Still to this day, stoked about it. So then Vanessa says, if I saw him violating our boundaries, I would flip some tables. And honestly, Vanessa, I have questions because at this point in time, you have said that you don't want to put your relationship on display because you're embarrassed for your friends to see it. So that's number one. Number two, you literally were just telling another man that you want to love on him. You want to be a wifey for him. You want to adore him. You want to fuck him. You want to have sex with him like like. How come you're able to say that shit and he's not able to say anything? Like, I don't like you that I feel like you've crossed boundaries. (laughs) Like, am I wrong? Like, what? Like, do you think you cross boundaries? Like, do you think what you said is okay? Like, I genuinely want to know. Like, if he said that to a girl in the house, like, like, how would you feel? (laughs) that got dark I just I just took it to another level but like truly like I have a feeling you would fucking lose your goddamn mind so maybe we shouldn't be telling a man we've known for three days that you want him to fuck you right that's what I think so Caitlin's up first And it's Hall telling the guys that, uh, the whole family thing, okay, how he wants a family, how he doesn't see the light in Caitlyn's eyes about kids and family, and it's the whole convo with Michaela. And Caitlyn confesses that she's just not ready for kids. She doesn't want kids for like another three to four years. She's very career focused. I think she's the one that owns her own gym, so I fucking get that. She's on a roll, and kids are going to throw that off. Kids are amazing, you know? I've heard being a mom is the most incredible thing so much love but it will change your life for fucking ever so it's like if you're career focused and you're in a role being a mom you have to be very very selfless you give it all to your children to be an incredible parent because you're now raising humans when you're career focused you have to be very selfish so I fucking understand what she's saying Mark tells her that she can have both, but maybe it not be, it might not be with Hall. And I think she handled that whole bonfire and that conversation really well. Paris's churn. Nafisa is twerking on Great and he's saying in the confessional that he doesn't want to think about Paris and he just wants to have fun. She admits to Mark and the girls that she bullies Great all the time and she complains about everything he does. She said that she's just really tired of having to take care of herself. She's been taking care of herself since she was 17 and she just wants to be happy in life. Mark asks her like, what does that mean like you've been taking care of herself and what what will it take for her to be happy? And she says that means a man that protects her in a way. She's really fighting back tears and she says she lets everyone know that she lost her mom when she was only one and she didn't grow up with her dad until she was 11. And her dad is impossible to please. And it's really affecting her relationships. And you can tell that she's been holding in a lot. And Mark is just the best. He hits the nail on the head like always with, what if you forgave your father for doing as good as he could do and then go do what you need to do? Yes, Mark. Love that shit. Because facts, you guys, if you have like a lot of like, I don't want to say hatred because that's a strong word, but if you haven't forgiven a really important figure in your life like that, like your mom or your dad or someone who raised you or just like you just haven't forgiven someone, all that does is hold you back in your life. You have to heal, you have to forgive, you have to let things go and you have to take care of yourself and not forgiving someone, all that's doing is hurting you, it's not hurting the other person. So now you guys, this is where we're gonna leave off today because I'm saving this little snippet for next episode. Because I would feel like I went in a little too hard today. Truly. And again you guys. I want to say. This is an edit. This is a reality television show. We do not know the whole truth about this girl. She seems like. She's probably going through a lot. And I think. She's taking it out on the wrong people. But that's why I kind of wanted to save this for next episode. Because I just felt like I went too hard today. So it's Vanessa's turn. And it's Rob in the jacuzzi telling everyone how she's always embarrassing him. How she has a temper. And then it's pans to him in the kitchen with Chris. And he's telling Chris that he's entirely sure he's leaving the island by himself. She's smiling like she's fucking furious. And she does seem surprised. And then it goes to a commercial break. Woo! So, everyone, cast, if you guys listen to this today and you're pissed at me right now, just remember, it's all just for shits and giggles. It's nothing personal. I'm just recapping footage that was provided to me. I'm sure there's more to the story. I'm sure editing is a major fucking factor, and yeah you guys I've been on the other side of it as well it's just a podcast it's for fun it comes with the territory you signed up to be a reality tv star and a public figure and welcome to the club it's a wild fucking ride okay you guys I hope you all fucking loved this episode Next week, I'm going to finish up recapping episode three. I'm going to recap episode four. And hopefully, fingers crossed, I have a guest that's going to be with me. And it's going to be fun. And we're going to have a grand old fucking time. And I have a feeling people are going to giggle. You know, I am I really want to break the internet with my episode next week. So let's all manifest that. We're Let's manifest that Casey's going to break the fucking internet with her It's Tempting episode next week. Okay, you guys. That's it for today. I love you all. Um, I made over 10,000 downloads for the month of June. Would not be possible without all of you guys. I'm forever fucking thankful. This has been such a fun, amazing ride for me. And yeah, I'm just very thankful and just... Thanks for being here. Thanks for supporting me. If you would like, I would love to get more written reviews on Apple Podcast. Um, so yeah, you guys can go on there. If you enjoy the pod, please leave a five-star review. Please su- subscribe. Please like. Please leave a review. Same thing on Spotify. Follow me at Call me Case or It's Tempting Pod. If you have any questions, concerns, it's TemptingPod at gmail.com. Don't forget, if you want any sex toys to get it on with your partner or get it on with yourself, Love Shop Toys, Tempting, 10% off. I'll see you guys next week. Oh, also, if you want merch, the last of the merch is up at itstemptingmerch.com, and I'm going to be having new merch up there shortly. All you guys. I love you all. Have a great rest of your week, and I'll see you next Monday. Bye.